from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The Cooler, your weekly dose of pop culture commentary. This week we're celebrating The Cooler's first birthday. I don't know how this happened. They grow up so fast. Exactly. So we're going to celebrate by having each topic represent the kind of people you meet at a party. Listeners, you can look forward to stories of how we first met. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cute. Heartwarming. <laughs> Our experiences with internet trolls. <laughs> Not cute. Not as cute. Some behind the scenes Vogue knowledge from Miss Carly Severn, who's been there before. I have. Mm-hmm. I'm still jealous about that. A completely random story of a woman who was born without a vagina. Mm-hmm. Just because. Just because. Just because. <laughs> and much, much more. All your usual party chatter. Yeah. Exactly. So let's just get started. Let's do this. With how we met. Here's how I met Jamidra. Oh, yeah. Oh. Picture it. A blues singer is crooning at a costume party. I'm wearing a cool chainmail shirt paired with some medieval knight's armor. And I slip away from the crowd and find a huge fish tank. My eyes follow the colorful, exotic <laughs> fish. I just realized where this is going. As they swim this way and that way. And it's right then that I notice someone's eye spying on me <laughs> from behind some coral. It's Jamidra. <laughs> she stands up on the other side of the tank, dressed up in angel wings. We smile coyly at each other. I raise my eyebrows in a, I think I might be in love with you, even though it's only been three seconds kind of way. She blushes and looks away. I push my nose against the glass because it seems like a sexy thing to do. This is like fan fiction, Emmanuel. <laughs> Jeez, you're getting hot into the color here. Yeah, if the fans aren't going to do it, I have to. <laughs> have to, have to. Jameter laughs. But then we're interrupted by Jameter's maid. Madam, your mother calls. Who takes her away and forces her to dance with Paul Rudd, who's wearing an astronaut costume. Paul. In that moment, I vowed to get down on one knee the next time I saw her and ask her to be on my podcast. Yes. And here we are. And for those of you at home who have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. (laughs) Have a look it up. That is a meet-cute snatched Mm -hmm. from Romeo plus Juliet, Baz Luhrmann. Snatched with no E, like with an apostrophe and then a D. Because it's Shakespearean, isn't it? Exactly. That's amazing that it's the film, but it's also how you guys met. They probably were inspired mm, by much our story. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah. God, that was gorgeous, Emmanuel. Thank you. Are you wondering how I met Carly, Jamidra? Yeah, tell me the story. Well, Carly already knows. Of course. But I'll just remind you. <laughs> remind her. me, yeah. Picture it. <laughs> I'm walking down the street, chatting on my Nokia flip phone, even though I hate talking on the phone. I'm having a great day because I just booked a really important wedding planner gig. I wowed the client with my idea of an evening wedding at the Botanical Gardens. White silk tents, thin enough to see the stars, candlelight, exotic trees imported from Bali. I was thinking Gatsby, you know, like not a period wedding, but the spirit of it. Anyway, as I'm bragging about scoring this huge wedding, I walk over a sewer grate and my heel gets stuck in one of the holes. Oh, God, because you love heels. Yeah. And in case you're wondering why I'm wearing high heels in this scenario, gender is a construct. Get over it. It is. (laughs) So my new Gucci shoe is stuck and I can't get out. At this exact moment, a sloppy ice cream eating cab driver 
drops his scoop of vanilla on his car seat. He takes his eyes off the road for one second to clean it up and careens into a dumpster. Which starts to roll down the hill towards me because we're in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. The dumpster wants to murder me. You're probably thinking, just take off the shoe. Just take it off. (laughs) Get out of the way, you idiot. Well, first of all, that's a rude thing to think. It is. (laughs) And secondly... I tried that, but you see, these are Gucci's that I just bought. My new Gucci shoe. Come on. So I'm tugging on it, and the dumpster's getting closer and closer. And right before it kills me, someone tackles me out of the way and rolls on top of me. It's Carly. <laughs> She's like, are you okay? And I'm like, where's my shoe? Where's my shoe? And she says, you got it right here. She cradles my head and asks how I'm feeling. I gaze into her eyes and say, you saved my shoe. Also, do you want to be on my podcast? Exactly. And that's how we met. The rest is history. Great day. And was your name perhaps J-Lo on that day? It might have been. <laughs> and I might have been starring in The Wedding Planner, a 2001 <laughs> film that should have won an Oscar, but did ooh, for whatever ooh, reason. I remember that day so, <laughs> so fondly. It was a good one. It was and, a and the way you just scooped me up and rolled on top of me. I'm a scooper. I'll never forget. Of course, at every party there is someone who desperately needs advice. Seriously, mm. always. And they grab you, they pull you in, and they just want to talk about deep stuff with you. And you, you don't want to do that. You just want to have a drink and a relax and lean against someone's kitchen cabinet. And you're like, mm, this is my song. Yep. I'm missing my song Feeling right it. Because... And, but this person's like, oh, well, since you asked, things are going really badly okay. for me. So this actually made me think, because, guys, I don't know if you know that a couple of times on the podcast, we've asked people to tweet us or communicate with us. And it turns out that one listener actually took us at our word and they sent us a letter I'm Hmm. so excited was it in the post like physical yeah weirdly it was addressed to me which I always (laughs) friend stamps Um, and everything yeah 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 yeah. so I thought I'd uh, just read it to you guys because it kind of fits with the theme so here we go here it is (laughs) (laughs) that is real paper people okay dear cooler crew that's us I am a long time listener of your podcast as you should be and really enjoy its explosive mix of wit <laughs> astute analysis and head on engagement with the zeitgeist mm. oh wow okay I particularly like the British one isn't that <laughs> I didn't have to say that I heard that you folks are happy to answer listener problems so I wanted to tell you about my issue I am a young woman in the public eye whose several years of professional success have been beyond even my... Okay, congratulations. I see you. Again, don't know who this person is. Everybody, (laughs) from fans to handsome young men, loved me. I was surrounded with popular, beautiful friends, and it seemed I could do no wrong. Was. Mm, Okay. I know. However, this summer, things took a turn for me. Everything has changed. And I just can't. She continues. I had with a former enemy who was very mean about me publicly. We all been there. And in addition to all this, I split up with my boyfriend, and then I started a new that many people suspected wasn't real. Now that's just ended too, and people seem happy about that, which just seems really, really. 
This summer has been so bad for me, Cooler Crew, that I just wish I could go back to December. Presumably a happy time. Mm. Uh, What can I do to repair my personal and professional reputation before it's too late? Yours sincerely, Avid Fan. Just signed Avid Fan. No name. Hmm. So, yeah, I just thought I'd read that. So she's trying to shake it off. I'm trying to shake off these bad vibes. Everything has changed. This is unconventional because we're not an agony She's got bad blood with with an old friend. I know. Mm. All these incongruous phrases which keep being slipped in. I I wonder if she's ever... With her ex, one can only wonder. Mm. I don't know, but guys, I mean, don't you know? Shove this listener's problem back in their face. Let's solve this for them. Let's, let's do we're it. We're at the birthday party. Okay. This person needs our help. Let's let's give some she, advice. Okay, so she she wants to know how to get people back on our side. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> is it possible? That's the thing. I think it is. Okay. Here's my idea of what this person should do. Okay. I'll call her, Kayla. Kayla. Mm-hmm. Kayla. Yeah. So, in the words of a wise queen. By the name of RuPaul. <laughs> what other people think about me is none of my business. Oh, rude. Can I get an amen up in here? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So stop indulging with what everyone's saying about you on the internet, what people are saying behind your back. None of your business. Live your life. Another wise queen by the name of Bob the Drag Queen on mm-hmm. this very show said, Well, you know, I learned something in life is that haters going to hate. Like They can't help it. It's, they're predisposed to hate. They don't know any better, and they really seem to enjoy hating. And I don't want to take away the, that joy. I don't want to take away the only thing making them happy. So, <laughs> girl, who am I to stop you from hating? So don't take away haters' joy. Like great philosopher Taylor Swift says. Oh, yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah. You know her? Yeah, yeah. Haters are going to hate, 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 and just let them do that. Just let mm-hmm. them. And then you do you. Mm-hmm. You do you, 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 you. Mm-hmm. The greatest love of all is with yourself. Mm-hmm. So take a break. <laughs> Go to Iceland or somewhere where there aren't that many people. Okay. Flights are cheap right now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't Instagram every pie you bake. Mm. Don't Instagram every time your friend has a birthday, every picture you've ever taken with them, and the whole meaningful poem about what that person means to you. Text them personally. Call yeah. them personally. Hang play, out with them IRL. Maybe, maybe yeah. just stop being so thirsty. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I would also say stop dating British men. I just have a feeling because I have a sixth sense. That's the vibe that you're She did up say there. she liked the British one on the mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Harry Calvin Tom. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's dated people with those names and should stop doing that. We aren't worth it. I'll De- just say that. <laughs> Definitely don't ever date John Mayer again if you've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all have. That's the thing. And my final piece of advice is when you're in Iceland, invite Max Martin over so he can produce some bops for you. Mm. Come back in a year's time where everyone has decided on a different woman to hate for no reason. Mm. Okay. And all will be forgiven. It's going to be okay, listener. It's going to be okay. You finished? Are you done? <laughs> I'm finished and I'm done. <laughs> Demetra, what advice Our, do you have? We're, we're, calling the, we're calling the... Kayla, is it? Is it Kayla? Kayla? Yeah. Oh, okay, Kayla. Just in the absence of any other name. Yeah, you know. Um, I actually agree with Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Um, You're like, go, I feel disappear. like Kayla should go to Iceland <laughs> and <laughs> swiftly mm. oh, disappear. Mm. Hear that, Carrie Bradshaw? Um, <laughs> Hear that pun? I got to wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help but wonder. Um... It sounds like Kaylor has made some mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what? I don't know that Kaylor has mentioned in the letter at any point of owning up to those mistakes. Oh. Wow. Um, and Tough love, baby. Owning up to the mistakes are the first step in your road to redemption. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, Kayla. So before you ask for forgiveness, you got you 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 know you my, my grandma my grandma used to say. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> my grandma used to say, "You gotta give if you want to get." So mm-hmm. before you get the redemption and the forgiveness from the the public, uh, Kayla, you're gonna have to give a little bit. So that hmm. so go to your friend, talk to your friend, own up to what you did. <laughs> <laughs> You're and like converting me right this now. This is I'm wonderful. Like, yeah. Testify. And stay off Snapchat. Huh. Yes. Yes. Just don't make any Snapchat appearances. Mm-hmm. Maybe don't even make phone calls because it seems like <laughs> yeah. I just have a feeling. That just don't call. Be like a manual. Don't pick up the phone. They're being recorded. Yes. But just own up to to what yeah. you've done, Kayla. Self awareness. And do it swiftly. Huh. <laughs> okay, guys. This is this is all really just finishing up these notes. Great. <laughs> That's brilliant. Are I'll, we going uh, ma- to mail it back? Yeah, I'm going to type this up. Okay. And uh, oh, no return address. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be Nashville by way of Pennsylvania, by way of New York. New York. Kayla seems like she just moved there and it's always talking about how amazing New oh. York is. <gasps> New York's your tem. Oh, it's had... been waiting for you. So, guys, thank you so much. I just I got this letter and it touched me. So I hope it touched you. It certainly <laughs> did. It in did. all the places. <laughs> And if you listeners want to send a letter of your own, we promise not to mock it mercilessly. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for you. Hey, everyone. Let's play Second Blow. Okay, so guys, we're at the party. Let's move on beyond this. This, this is kind of bringing me down. Well, what always lifts me up is that inappropriate person at the party who just like comes out with these crazy oh, stories. And you're like, why did you tell me that? Who invited this person? And they end up being someone who just walked in from the street yeah. and no one knows them. And they share with you the findings of a paper published in the very reputable, I will have you know, mm. British Journal of Gynecology. The title is Oral Conception. Impregnation via the proximal gastrointestinal tract in a patient with an aplastic distal vagina. Okay. Mm-hmm. You what? are literally that person at the party that I will avoid. I will let them speak through me. Okay. I am not this person. He has but been. Here we go. In 1988, a 15-year-old girl in Lesotho, which is a country in Africa, mm-hmm. enters a hospital. She's in labor. The doctors prepare to deliver her baby, as they usually do, but they find that she doesn't have... A vagina. So how did she get pregnant? Hmm. You may well ask. I'm just, that, that's a crucial piece to this thing, right? It's coming, just like that baby. Okay. Oh, All that's there is a, quote, shallow skin dimple. Um, mm. She suffers from a birth defect called malarian agonesis. Not sure if I pronounced that right, but I'm not a doctor, so no. whatever. Her syndrome isn't a surprise to these physicians, but her managing to get pregnant is. So after delivering a six-pound baby boy via C-section, obviously, the doctors want to do some detective work and figure out how this all happened. Immaculate conception, maybe? Mm -hmm. I know it happened at like at least once in the world, if if the Bible's Mm -hmm. to be believed. Quite a long time ago. We all believe, right? No. Anyway, (laughs) was the baby actually her long-gestating twin who just lived inside her? Oh, that's a good Quite a theory. No, that's not it either. The doctors find out that 278 days earlier, which is about nine months, Uh the same girl was admitted to the hospital with knife wounds to her stomach. You see, she had recently broken up with a guy Uh and had a new boyfriend. She was, let's say, going to third base. Okay. Ex-boyfriend walks in on that, stabs her. Okay. Oh, my God. Two holes from her stab wound. I think I I see where this is going. Open her stomach. Where this is going. 
And we'll just say that. Some gravy got in the biscuit. Yes. <laughs> I quit. We're done. Wow. Enjoy your wow. new cooler, guys. Woo. So, oh, whoa. Okay. <laughs> Collect myself. Okay. So this set the stage for the gravy, a.k.a. the swimmer, who assumed that he wouldn't amount to much because he ended up in a stomach. To travel and find a floating egg, who also thought she wouldn't amount to much. She just thought she would take it easy for her life. And they got together and created a human being. Et voila, the miracle of life and the persistence of the human race to continue on despite not having the right organs and things. Well, listen, as My Dr. Jeff gosh. Goldblum taught us in Jurassic Park. Listen, if there's one thing the history of evolution has taught us, it's that life will not be contained. Life breaks free, it expands to new territories, and it crashes through barriers painfully, maybe even dangerously. Life... Uh, finds a way. <gasps> yes. <laughs> what? So they delivered via C-section, mm-hmm. and this baby, that's incredible. Yes. So never let doctors tell you that you have limitations. You can achieve. Okay. Follow your dreams. Mm-hmm. Have them babies if you want. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> Gravy in the biscuit. I think we've Hashtag. amply demonstrated the feelings one encounters when you meet that guy at the party yeah. who tells you stories like that. So you quickly scuttle away from that mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Actually, side note, what is your uh, preferred technique for getting away from people at parties? Ooh, bathroom. I always go to the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, no. Look, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I only date women of color. I have to pee. I usually always see somebody else I know, and I'll just be like, oh, hey, jo- oh, girl, hey. Mm-hmm. See, I and can't do I'll that. Just, that feels really rude to me. Mm, I'm like, let me just, I'll be like, let me just call you. Like, I don't care. I'll be right back. <laughs> and then I just don't come back. And then typically I just start dancing at that point. And then it's just rude to interrupt somebody who's dancing with a downer story mm. or like a weird thing. Well, speaking of downers, mm-hmm. you scuttle away from this person and then you get trapped by the Debbie Downer. It's like, oh, how are you? Oh, like I just had fire fine. last week. <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend broke up with me and then my cat died. Oh. It's like, girl, why are you here? You should have seen. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, I thought I would feel better, but I don't. Can you make me feel better? <sighs> no, I can't. I'm at a party and Rihanna's bumping and I bad. can do nothing for you. But yet, we find ourselves in these situations. We do. We do. So our Debbie Downer of the week Mm -hmm. is a Time Magazine article called How Trolls Are Ruining the Internet. So we won't get into too much of the article because it is a downer. Mm, Read it, though. It's really good. It is. They talk about doxing, which is apparently what trolls do, which is publishing personal data such as social security numbers and bank accounts online. Pretty much what they did to Leslie Jones. Mm -hmm. Yep. Swatting, which is calling in an emergency to a victim's house so the SWAT team busts in. Swatting's insane. That is crazy. And the article says that mostly normal people do this. It's not like insane people. They're the people that you work with and Mm. you're just like, you have no idea that they're crazy on the internet they're narcissists and the machiavellian machiavellian like it's just this whole mm-hmm. mm. and it said that 70 percent of 18 to 24 year olds sadists, have experienced harassment and i thought that figure was kind of low because yeah ugh. i don't know about you guys but i experience being trolled and harassed on the internet because i write for a living on mm. the internet don't you experience this every day daily? sometimes every other day but at least three times a week so i thought it would be interesting not mm. fun exactly to go around in a Debbie Downer fashion and maybe talk about the times we've been trolled or gotten a mean comment or something like that. Oh, my God. Do you want me to start? Yes. I, you, I, you I have, have examples. You have a wealth. You of, have of an embarrassment yes. of riches. Yes. Ho, ho, ho. 
so much to pull from. I went through and read so many old Why comments. Why did you read? Okay, do you read the comments every day? I usually don't, but for this, I just did it to find some some good nuggets for like you guys. The worst research in the world. No, Why didn't you just stab yourself in the stomach and just root around in the hole with your fingers? I'm not ready for family planning right okay, now. Okay, I was going to say. I live in a small apartment, <laughs> but maybe next year. Maybe at the two-year anniversary episode, I will be open to that. My favorite ever isn't a full comment. It was just someone calling me an Orwellian f- stain. <laughs> I don't remember why, but I remember enjoying it. I just, I, you know what? They probably were reading something very specific mm-hmm. at the time. Very specific. Maybe I, Orwell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> them. Like you remind me of this book, and this I hate. This will show book. him. Here's another one. The author of this article is from Generation Overly Sensitive. Hey, Manuel, easy on the Vagisil. <gasps> Oh, Whoa. yo, oh, because that's, that's funny because sexist. they're calling you a woman. Mm-hmm. That's why that's funny, right? Because mm. wouldn't it be funny? Why is it insulting to be a woman? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, nice try, troll. Oh, this is a good one. You insult Buddhist monks. If you are a righteous author, Emmanuel, how would you feel if someone insulted your father with a devil horn on the head? I am so disappointed in you. You should have good teaching from your parents. Let me tell you what this one was I was going to say, what post is that from? And also, was that from another family member? <laughs> <laughs> did your aunt, did your aunt leave that <laughs> Might have been. Call me. <laughs> this Mom. was from a 2013 article about Taylor Swift, actually. And it was called The Debate of Our Times, Taylor Swift. And I made a Photoshop of her with a devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other. And this person apparently took... Where was the Buddhist umbrage. monk, though? With the I don't know uh, where the Buddhist monks come in, but they took offense to the devil horn specifically. I think this person was seeing the Buddhist monk in their own mind. Yes. <laughs> Seen a lot of things that aren't there. Here's a short one. Who the hell is Emmanuel Hapsis? <laughs> That's the question I seek to answer. But you answer. know what? Google is Every your day. friend. Here's another one. Please, Manuel, spare us your millennial meanderings. You give yourself away through your writing. Let me guess. A self-indulgent, narcissistic, quote, artist who is ready to read classical writings and yet at the same time a dandy enough to partake of popular culture. A dandy? I um I feel like this is a table read. Like you are oh auditioning. <laughs> Just the, the use of the word dandy is like the first in about 40 years. Yeah, what, 400 like, years. I'll take it. Thank you. Do I've always thought oh. of you as very, very dandyish. Thank you. In response to an article I wrote about how it's okay that Kim Kardashian was on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Oh, this whole noise. And I just said that a lot of people are a bit elitist with their NPR and they should just calm down. There's space for everyone, especially on a variety show like that. This person took such offense to me calling him an elitist in a roundabout way by saying this elitist nonsense. Number one, you went to a shitty grad school. Number two, you got a degree in creative writing from a state school. Did he like look you up on LinkedIn or something? Like he that? sure did. Okay. He said, this makes you a dreadful bore. You tried it though, bloke. Now off you go. Those pleated khaki pants aren't going to wear themselves. Oh my goodness. So Carly, hmm. bloke, Bloke, yeah, I was going to say. Is that you? <laughs> Your advice to our uh, previous letter writer, avid fan, aka Kayla, was to stay away from from British men or British people in general. Yes, which I think is cracking advice. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and yeah, it sounds like you're being trolled from afar mm-hmm. across the pond. Yeah, that's my impact. And the one I'll leave you with is about the same article. And someone thought that I was a plant within NPR to take it down from within (laughs) to receive a million dollar contract from a different media organization. (laughs) And to that I say, from your lips 
to baby Jesus. Here's <laughs> in heaven. Give me millions and He's I'll do listening. nefarious things. I'll give you millions of pennies. I'll take it down <laughs> with one essay about Kim Kardashian. <laughs> so have you guys been trolled on the Internet? Trolling um, is a very strong term for it. But I recall I wrote something for KQED about a very personal topic that was picked up by NPR, which is wonderful because it uh, got through to a larger audience. However, the comments were so mean. And I know that we started this off by saying never read the comments, but you can't help it, especially mm-hmm. when you write something and you would love to know what people think. Yeah. And just the vitriol. It's as you say, Emmanuel, people purporting to know you mm-hmm. and kind of thinking that they suddenly see into your soul and they really hate your soul. It's really interesting. I wrote this other thing about madmen, like so innocuous. I thought it was really quite an innocent article and just the level of nastiness about like my writing style or the points I was making. Someone was like, do you even watch this show? The weird part is that both of the pieces that you're talking about, I didn't even understand how anybody could find a way to criticize. They will always find a way, just they like life will. will. Yeah, like one, you were sharing a really personal experience and it was super uplifting. And the second one was about Mad Men and it was like, why? You know, I always wonder, like, how do you have that much time or why are you that riled up? That's the thing. And then actually it was a very uh, informative lesson. I thought if this is what I get for something so innocuous, what does someone who actually sticks their neck on the line mm-hmm. uh, to make a serious point or to take a controversial point of view, what do they get? Mm-hmm. And that's the horror, the horror. It's awful. Now, I have never been trolled, per se, but I have been dragged mm-hmm. on Twitter. And Emmanuel knows this story. <laughs> so not personally dragged, but the account that I manage was dragged. And I was dragged right along with it because I made the innocent mistake as a non-comic book fan of confusing Marvel with the DC comics. Oh, dear. So I, like, tweeted a trailer of the Wonder Woman Mm. movie. And you were like, good job, Marvel. And I was like, good job, Marvel. Oh, and they came for my neck. DC comic fans were like, delete your account. You, someone's getting fired. You should be. (laughs) I mean, they were so offended. I had no idea. I had no idea that it was that serious and that DC comics fans and Marvel fans beef like that. It's like a, a genuine sort of, like, dislike. Superhero fans are famed for their great senses of humor, is all I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) You were saying to me before this recording that you kind of felt like you made it. Oh, that was like, I never get dragged. Nobody ever comes for me on Twitter. And I was like, I made it. I am officially being dragged on Twitter. It's a very odd badge of honor. It's an odd thing. And you're like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, okay. And then no matter how much you respond, like, I, I was immediately was like, oh, you know, our bad. Sorry. Let me correct it. Got it. And people were like, too late. It's like, always too it's late. Just like, There's <laughs> nothing you can do. They're just like, I just want to be mad. Let me be mad at, and tweet you all day. And that's what I, was, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just let you have it because you're mad about something else. And I am <laughs> your outlet. Negative <laughs> energy has to go somewhere. And you just, I'll take a lavender bath tonight. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but our fuses are all so short now. It's incredible. That instant like default to absolute outrage. And now we have that outrage face that you can put on Facebook as a, <laughs> as a reaction. Oh, yeah. Which brings us to the next person we find at our party. Oh, dear. So you find at the party the socially awkward person who has memorized facts uh, or like study findings that for small talk fodder. Yeah. You're like, well, I read on. <laughs> <laughs> there was a article in the New Yorker this weekend. <laughs> oh, don't. No, uh-oh, that's genuinely uh-oh, my default. Uh-oh. I read this amazing article on the New Yorker. I'll be that person. Okay. Super. And say that I found two studies about Facebook and Instagram. Hmm. Oh, gosh. Do that, tell. That you might find interesting. So, one study says 
It's a study by Carnegie Mellon University, so it's legit. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Says that Facebook activity can bring as much happiness as marriage or having a baby. Study on yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> and this study says that just sixty comments can equal the positive life events such as marriage and having children. No. Wait. And, so, do you mean like the rush of endorphins that yeah. one gets with? Something good when it happens to you. Mm-hmm. Oh and Dr. Moira Burke, the co-author of this study, said, "Quote: The mere act of communication reminds recipients of the meaningful relationships in their lives. They're reminded of the people they care about in their lives." Hmm. So that's apparently why. And it seems to contradict the notion that Facebook and Instagram and social media like that makes us feel lonely and isolated. So maybe we're actually getting good vibes? I think so. Well, the analogy is just, you know, having something great happen to you and a bunch of people rush up to you in the pub to say, really great job on that, or you did fantastically. That's yeah. all it is. They're just writing it down. You know, We don't need to get our knickers in a twist about it. Yeah, don't get your knickers in a twist. Don't um, do it. So another study says that... <laughs> There's a lot of depressed people on social media. I was going to say. I was going to say. <laughs> so Andrew G. Reese, who's a PhD candidate at Harvard, created this algorithm that looks for patterns on Instagram images that correlate with depressed individuals. And they found that color schemes are how you can tell if someone's depressed. Oh, break allegedly. That down. Break that down. They say depressed individuals tend to post images that are bluer, grayer, and darker, and that healthy individuals prefer a filter called Valencia, which lightens photographs. I Mm. use Valencia because I've got a really cool friend that she told me once that Valencia was her favorite filter. (laughs) (laughs) I'll use that too. Is she not depressed and a healthy individual? Uh, She's a very healthy individual. It has to be because she uses Valencia. Proven correct. Then this article that I was reading said... (laughs) (laughs) This article said, hold on. Hold on. Hold up. How do the, how are they like? Have they interviewed the people who use? No. Like, what is this? Well, some of the people who were part of the study, they interviewed 170 workers, and 70 of them had diagnosis of depression. I'm I'm sorry. So the sample size is 170. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they didn't I, ask I, us. I feel they like I'm calling this episode citation. Citation. <laughs> and so this article was like, hold up, and it said that it's so obvious to say, okay, if your photo's darker, you must be depressed. And if it's lighter, you must be happy. And so this person's saying, maybe the darker images are people who are depressed or want to talk about their feelings. And Mm. and they're sending a signal to their followers, like, look at this sad shit. Talk to me. Reach out to me. Whatever. Is that like vague booking where someone puts like a status on Facebook? Oh, so so sad right now. Mm. I hate that. Is that what the term is? I've never heard of vague 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 booking. booking, (laughs) And then it's designed to provoke a flood of comments that are basically are, are you okay, okay? hun <laughs> yeah stop doing I've that, seen people. vague booking and then I've seen like you know your real friends you know your real friends <laughs> yeah. and all of that like you know who your real friends are when you're in dark times and you're like girl what's going on subtweeting mm-hmm. that's what that is yeah. um, And but you're talking about maybe they just chose a filter like I don't understand why yeah. <laughs> so maybe I'm w- doing it in a hurry in a bar yeah chill out and or maybe this filter made the picture look the best that it could possibly be. And this is as good as it was going to get. So I went with the dark one. Or maybe your brightness is like low or whatever. Yeah. And maybe you're posting something really bright because it's dark on your screen. I don't know. Yeah. Seems like BS. But the socially awkward person at the party will tell you these things. They will. Mm-hmm. And now they've got something to talk about. Yeah. When are they leaving? <laughs> they just left. And now we're moving cool. on to our next party guest. <laughs> So I've got the Sears catalog thing going, and uh, and the tube sock gig. That is going to be huge. And I'm up for hemorrhoid cream ad next week. I know it sounds kind of bogus, but I get to do some acting. So I see someone who should be bragging 
but is reticent to do so. So I'm going to approach Miss Carly Severn to <laughs> brag about <laughs> the time last year when she was invited to Vogue magazine I headquarters yes. <laughs> to clean their offices. <laughs> <laughs> As long as you got to clean the wardrobe (laughs) closets, girl. Yeah. So you were there. Tell the listeners why and how it was. Um, I got a email from a casting agent in New York, which I immediately thought was spam, forwarded (laughs) to my my friend and my husband and said, I can't believe these scammers. They've got so sophisticated now. The email uh, said that uh, Vogue were casting a photo shoot uh, featuring women who uh, didn't have any hair because regular listeners of the podcast may know or may not know. I actually have a condition called alopecia, which I don't refer to as a condition because I never think of it that way. It's an autoimmune condition where you lose your hair. And since the age of 19, for no reason at all, I lost all my hair. So I have been with a shaved head for a very long time. And I actually have a a beauty blog called eyelineher.org. I did it with the American R's, so people would know. (laughs) Uh, It's like eyeliner, obviously. And uh, yeah, it's just like tips and tricks for, you know, women going through chemotherapy or who have alopecia or uh, trichotillomania. Those kind of conditions were kind of, you know, make you slightly less hairy than you might otherwise be. And because of my blog, uh, the casting agent found me and wanted me to take part in this photo shoot with Vogue. And so I did. And it was the most wonderful, surreal day of my life. I can imagine. Tell us everything. One of the most wonderful, surreal days of my life, I will say. So I literally flew into New York very late at night, woke up early in the morning, went to Vogue headquarters, which are in uh, one World Trade Center. And it was like a slice of someone else's life. It was insane. It was exactly as you think it would be. And she was so, like, quiet about it, guys. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm we didn't just going to fly to New York for this weekend. You know, I was like, for the weekend, girl? You're just going for, like, a quick turnaround? She was like, yeah, I'll just, I'm just going to be right back. And I was like, hmm, okay. Well, well, I did have this fear that they would cut me from the shoot. Because then can you imagine if I'd been the girl that was like, say, you guys, going to go to Vogue. And then it didn't end up being in the shoot. I like, would have felt like a like, prize idiot. Man, you watch you over your line. Like, she was never invited. Yeah. So the whole point of the shoot was to um, celebrate the various ways different women are finding to kind of live with that kind of condition. So there were a lot of cancer survivors and cancer patients. Such a privilege. The people at Vogue were absolutely lovely. I got to hear amazing makeup tips from the woman who's doing my makeup. It was it was insane. And I saw Willow Smith outside the uh, building. Uh, really? so. I was just going to ask if you saw Grace, the editor, or anyone famous. I did go into the bathrooms and see a rail of clothes, oh uh, like a, a red cat suit or a leather suit uh, with the label for Kendall. <gasps> and then two days later, I saw Kendall Jenner was wearing those clothes that had been oh outside my, my toilet God. that I was using in Vogue, which is pretty cool. You could have tried them on. Just I love- walked right out of there. <laughs> It's one of those things I can hear myself talking about this now and I sound so awkward. It's because it always feels like it happened to somebody else, you know? Yeah. Um, And there were women there for like amazing reasons that had done like amazing stuff with Mm -hmm. this. And I just hear with my little kind of like blogger blog that I barely update. And so I've definitely had a bit of imposter syndrome there, but it was so fun. Who has headshots from Vogue? (laughs) Like Carly does. Okay. I love those photos and I will definitely have them up on my wall when I'm old and gray. Not old and gray. (laughs) (laughs) You know what she means. (laughs) So speaking of slips of the tongue, what are some things you wish people didn't ask or say about alopecia? That's a great question. And when I say this stuff, you know, what not to say to people, I always mean it in like from a place of love where I'm trying to be helpful because uh, I don't mean to pile on to people who are trying to be helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to smack 
good intentions in the face, basically. And I want to be very clear here when I'm saying this stuff that I very much like the way I look now. I'm very happy with it. Um, but there are some people who go through this stuff and they do not like the way they look. So with that proviso, here's what I think. Number one, don't say, I wish I could wear headscarves and wigs too. Mm -hmm. Don't say that <laughs> because that may well be true. And, and wigs are really fun and headscarves are really fun. But the person, but you can though. Like, that's I'm just the thing. <laughs> a, you can. And B, the person that you're saying it to has no choice in the matter. So if they're not someone like me who's lived with it for like a decade and literally does not give a shit what you say to me anymore, mm. they might be quite raw. It can be, simple. It it can be, be a sensitive topic. And another thing people say is that I'm jealous it must take you no time at all to get ready in the morning Ooh, that's a bad one <laughs> which is not true that, again and the person that you're saying it to if it's just happened to them they would probably gladly trade in like the extra alleged half an hour in the morning for their hair back another thing people say is it'll come back right uh, which is always great when you have a doctor amateur doing mm -hmm. a <laughs> yeah, let me just let me just web MD diagnosis. let me just web MD very web MD <laughs> and the thing is like for some people it does and some people it doesn't like Newsflash, some people who go through chemotherapy, they lose their hair and it doesn't come back. That's an actual medical condition. Like, can you imagine surviving cancer and then being like, yes, I get my hair back. Oh, it didn't come back. Like, yeah. you know, if you don't know, it's best not to say stuff, basically. Yeah. But one thing I do like to say to people is if someone wants to make really dark jokes with you, for God's sake, laugh with them. Yes. Um, I love using very dark humor to diffuse certain situations. <laughs> and it's the worst thing in the world when someone doesn't laugh with you and they just kind of look at you like you've just landed from outer space, which you may well look like because you look like you do. So, <laughs> <laughs> See, we're laughing. Like yeah, them. see? So just go with it. And if you're uncomfortable with laughing with them, just say, oh, you went there. Just be like, you know, laugh off the awkwardness. and. Or if you're like the awkward friend, you can just come up with a fun fact that you know. Just yeah, slip, be like, it, yeah. slip it right um, in there. Well, a study I read... <laughs> <laughs> Studies I read said that Manuka honey will bring it back. No, it yeah, won't. <laughs> it really won't. Well, thank you for indulging us in that brag. Okay. Because I know you wouldn't do it on your own, but there's always someone at the party who's bragging about something, and it should have been you this time. <laughs> at least time, it's so. a good story, okay? Yeah. So since it's our birthday, I thought that we would ride out on a birthday classic because every time i'm at a birthday party people always sing the happy birthday song and then after you pause a beat you got to come in with the stevie wonder version hey. mm -hmm. okay so i want to ride out with a little bit of stevie Happy birthday, y'all. We made birthday. it a year and to many, many more. It's been so emotional. We just started really being solids. We're going to be walking soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, before it was all whiskey. Can someone take me to the toilet? Yeah, let's go right now. Thanks to our podcast papa, David Marcus. Thanks to Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs for our amazing theme song that you hear at the beginning of the show. And thanks to Jay Simpson for helping me edit. Until next week, find us on social media. I am Excuse My Beauty without the first D on Twitter. I am at Teacup in the Bay. I am at Jamidra Says. Follow us. Favorite our stuff. Retweet. Bye. 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 Bye.